0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes
1: 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf.
0: Neil Coulon joins us. Sir, it is an active
1: time. It is. I love this time of the year. Um, level of humidity in the air has a certain feel to it that kind of tells you it, it's... it's uh, it's the early beginning of football season. Um, things happen. There's real things to talk about. Um, almost really real things. This is still kind of padsless um, for the most part, what we know up to this point, Yeah. Uh, padsless practice. And for the Steelers, no significant injuries as of yet. So it, it's been, uh, it's it's been fun to kind of sit back and see um, how the pieces that they've lined up are, are working together uh, early in camp. And I, I think, uh, there, there have been some positives. And it's uh, it's kind of exciting to see what maybe this team could do. Maybe they could sneak up on a few people.
0: All right, so before we get to the Steelers, let's get to Deshaun Watson. Six games, the commissioner has to make a decision what to do. Um, what do you think he does?
1: Um, it, it, I really think Judge Robinson served them up with the exact language um, that they would need if this was to go to trial. In other words, if they were to appeal to themselves, impose the punishment that they wanted and the union sued the league over it, which is by everything that we've heard, what would happen uh, if, if the NFL did appeal, I think she gave them uh, uh, Fairly clear path to do that and and be successful with it. Um, the union said that they weren't going to appeal, and and you know I think this is probably a, a better case scenario for their client than um, sure. than anything else that it could have been. But overall, the the way that I would see it, I, does the league want to appease Judge Robinson in the position that she is in, the position that they were? owners in, in having created or along with appeasing the union to say, we're, we're in this together. This is the process that uh, we agreed upon. We understand that we gave you the right to do this, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be real happy about it either. Or do they want to appease the fans who, whether or not they really understand how this whole process works are needless to say, not real happy with what they've seen up to this point. Um, I honestly, I could see him doing either thing. I really could. For me, I, I really think for everything else that's going on uh, within the NFL and now all the Dolphins stuff that just came <laughs> out that they're going to have to talk about all season, I, I don't think they want any more than what they already have. And they already have a, a, a PR nightmare as far as Deshaun Watson, and that will follow him for, for the rest of the days. Um, I I don't think they – are, are really doing any, they're not doing themselves a whole lot of good by going through the process of um, appealing the, the decision and kind of creating a fire on that end um, and then going to court over the whole thing, which is going to make this thing drag on even more. This is, I've said this before, Steve, this is a rare instance in which the NFL really didn't have anything to do with the problems that they're in. I'm not sure how far they want this to go anymore because they have problems that they did cause that they have to worry about. The the Daniel Snyder issue is not going away anytime soon. The John Gruden issue is not going away anytime soon. Now they're they're faced in, in the crosshairs of having suspended for a year a player for gambling on the game. Yet, not really doing a whole lot to the owner, who, in my opinion, anyway, uh, did more to disrespect the integrity of the game than Calvin Ridley did. So, to me, you, you've got to fight that fire next. That was something they always knew was going to come up. I, I, I guess, if I had to bet, I'd say that they wouldn't, just because the path of least resistance might be the easiest thing for them to do right now. I'm not saying that makes mm-hmm. it right, but at the same time, the NFL is not a, a legal entity. They're not here to try this criminally. They followed the process that they have set up with the union. Um, they wanted the longer sentence. They didn't get it for a variety of reasons we don't need to get into. They, they didn't get it, but they tried. That really is probably the image I think that they want uh, to maintain for, for the best outcome uh, in, in a losing situation for everybody.
0: The University of Michigan Business School is named for Stephen Ross. Um, I don't think they're going to use this as an example as to how to conduct business. Uh, when you read all this, it kind of ties in a little bit with the Belichick tweet to the quote, "The wrong Brian." Something tells me he knew
1: what was going on. I just it, it, the whole thing is just like I, I can't I can't fathom a world in which there are people in in levels of remarkable influence and power that are so utterly clueless about the things that they do day to day. You hear the rumors, you, you know, you met with Tom Brady or whatever. You kind of think that like, you know, they met on a golf course at some point, maybe it came up, but that's not really binding or anything. No. In fact, he sat down had a business meeting with him and offered him ownership of the team. Like in what world do you think that's a good idea? I mean, he didn't need to do that it's way ahead of when you're supposed to do that and the ramifications of getting caught, whether how serious this meeting was, the, the ramifications of that are significant. And still, I'll, I'll still contend that they got slapped on the wrist for, for the most part. It really, it, it, it's it, the, the brazenness of it, I think is probably more why the, if you look at it, just tampering and tampering um, legally is defined as simply as, as what I suggested in the hypothetical golfing situation. Right. They got together on a golf course, and they were talking about it uh, during a tournament that they were both yeah. in, uh, ir- irrelevant like, of each other. Like
0: say say a quarterback for the Detroit Lions is vacationing in the same hotel as the head coach of the Rams in Mexico.
1: And they ha- reasonable. A- and yeah, they happen it-
0: to meet. Gee, <laughs>
1: <laughs> which it, is it's reasonable happened. that it would come up that they would chat and you kind of expect a certain level of professionalism as in yeah. they're not bringing in the lawyers and the agents to hammer out a contract while they're there. That's all top secret, but that's kind of what Ross did. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's just, it's completely bizarre to me that you, you have to give weight and credence to everything. And my only thought now, as far as Ross goes, it, it's more like, you know, he, he's, he's owner super fan and he's just kind of, trying to fit in with the guys like, Hey guys, you know how we, how we can get better. Let's just lose games. Okay. If We lose games. We get a good draft pick. Let's go do it. Ha ha. That's, yeah, that's funny. Right. You know, Hey, by the way, I got a, I got a secret quarterback coming to you guys. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to reel him in for you yeah. Just being kind of a, a, a mutton head about the whole thing. I, I can't, it, it, maybe that's just me. I just, I can't envision a scenario that he really thought none of this was going to be a problem. And on top of it, he won some games, which was always kind of my thing. I, I don't think that Miami played as if they were trying to lose. I don't think that in Brian Flores has said as much, he didn't try that. It just looked like it early in the season. Yeah. He struggled quite a bit, as you might recall that that team was uh, team was pretty bad, but he, he got them going by the end. They were playing some pretty decent football. Um, you, you respect that. And you think then all oh, they were tanking and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, that's what everybody says. You know, when there, there's a, a hot name in, in college that people want, you know, it, it becomes alliteration time who can come up with the best, um, you know, phrase to, to signify that you really want to draft this player one overall. That tank for Tua was the big thing. Now, that obviously didn't work out very well as far as anybody's concerned, considering who went behind Tua, but mm-hmm. it's the the whole idea that, it would be that much of an emphasis to a point that he literally offered a hundred thousand dollars for every loss. It, it just, it, it, it boggles my mind of why you would do that anyway, even if it was a joke, which that's more or less what Ross said. I, I could see it being a joke more than a, a a realistic offer of any kind. But if you're Brian Flores, you probably don't appreciate that a whole lot either. So I I don't blame how it turned out and ultimately you blame ross for the whole thing because well he's the idiot that said it that's just not something that you say it's not a joke it's not funny and it does call into question the integrity of the league and right now at a time where close to billions of dollars are are changing hands on a a, a season-to-season basis um, you know with gambling these are things that you just simply can't do and for for him to have done this many things uh it's it's just ridiculous i it's funny to me sometimes i can't believe how they run the operation that they do um i i don't think i don't think as many highly qualified people as i know of in the nfl uh, represent the majority of people working inside the nfl and oftentimes Mm -hmm. Kind of the owner, mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be sort of responsible for a lot of this mm-hmm. because he's one of them as, as well.
0: All right, so the quarterback situation—it's only one weekend. What nobody really has talked about, Mason Rudolph. What are his chances?
1: Honestly, I, I don't think it should be dismissed that Mason Rudolph is not capable of winning the starting quarterback position on this team. I also think, though, that if that is a possibility, the situation is probably a lot worse than people think that it is. Yes. You brought in the free agent quarterback, and while you know we're certainly not looking at you know Johnny Unitas on the free agent market or anything, but Mitch Trubisky was was the top option. I think that that's reasonable to say. Yep. Um, the Steelers signed him forty six seconds after free agency started, mm-hmm. so clearly they they had interest in this. Um, and they signed into a contract that you know if you if it really matters at that low of, of a dollar amount for a starting quarterback in the NFL, three million uh, salary this year. Rudolph got paid five last year. Keep that in mind. And Rudolph, or excuse me, Trubisky at seven and a half this year. I don't think the cost difference between the two uh, makes a huge difference for what they're doing. But you brought Trubisky in, not as a backup. You're not paying him backup salary. Um, Rudolph is obviously closer to that. You'd think that that Trubisky would have the edge. If that's the case, then you'd think, you know, the talk would be more about Trubisky. Uh, it hasn't been. So it really it makes you wonder how far off is this? How low is the ceiling of this group? If Trubisky can't, you know, step up and and uh, fairly obviously beat out Mason Rudolph, what do you have? And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go back to this again. I've said this a thousand times since March. When you have two quarterbacks, you have none, and that's really what in my opinion that's what we're seeing it's it's it, give credit to Rudolph he's an experienced veteran he's played within the offense he knows players he's got a tactical advantage perhaps over the first week before pads come on and you know you're doing your thing. Um, give him credit for doing what he should have done you know he he's there to succeed it doesn't matter whether he starts or not you, you have to respect that at least but if it's clearly obvious that uh, if we can compare these things, apples to apples, which probably isn't true, but Mm -hmm. if we can compare them, Rudolph has been the guy uh, who's been better. Mm -hmm. And if it's that easy to see is the problem here that they picked the wrong quarterback in March is the problem here that the one you brought in, not any good, or is the problem really that neither of them are any good. And just one of them is standing out more than the other. You know, it's like, you're in school, you get a 50% on a test, and your buddy got 28%. You, you both failed the test. One did better than the other, but is there a winner in that competition? Does it really matter? That's that's what I'm worried about. And there's a lot of time left to go. It's, I don't think you know that there's a, a, a sense of panic to this point. But I'm not sure, as competitive as they might be with each other, I'm not sure how competitive they are versus the market of NFL quarterbacks. And we've, we've seen over and over again um, when you're 15th, 16th in the league, you're, you're probably needing to be propped up pretty good by your offense. And that I think is really the, the pressure that the Steelers have right now. Um, are they able to get in a lot of new players, a lot of young players uh, to a point where they can perform uh, above perhaps where they were drafted, how much they were signed for. Yeah, uh, in order to to keep this offense going, because they just might not have it at the quarterback position. I, to me, that's the biggest question of of everything. Mm.
0: What do you think? I know that you know they they're going to chart and they are charting every rep. What to you is more important, uh, day in day out practice or the three preseason games for the quarterbacks?
1: I think practice. Um, the reason I say that is practice. The way they are practicing and the things that they are doing, uh, they're doing, they're working on installing their offense, they're going over all the things that they're going to do. That is much more similar to their practices during the season mm-hmm. than a preseason game is going to be. Um, that's not the best comparison, but what I know is they practice a lot more than they play in games. You need to have successful practices in order to have successful games. You don't ever hear anybody. We had a terrible week of practice. That's why we went out and scored 65 points. It's probably not going to happen. If they show in practice that they can do these things uh, over the course of the practice, that to me would would indicate a higher level of likely success uh, when it comes to the regular season um, preparing for the games. Preseason games, um, they're they're going to get their looks. We're going to see things. I mean, go back to this. I remember that this isn't exactly fair, and I'm not trying to to bring up a sore subject. But I, I remember being really excited to watch Dwayne Haskins in their mm-hmm. last preseason mm-hmm. game last year against against Carolina.
0: Right.
1: It, it, we've seen some, you know, pretty. It, we've seen it, 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 several quarterbacks wearing the Steelers uniform in preseason games that never played football again, you know, in my opinion, Dwayne Haskins was on that level in that game. Mm -hmm. That was awful. Yeah. Um, I I can't necessarily say we should hinge everything for what we saw of Dwayne Haskins on that game, knowing that unless something goes wrong, we weren't going to see him again in the regular season. And for, for what the Steelers knew of that game and practice and everything else that, that comes with making that decision, they not only kept Haskins on that team, Mm -hmm. but they gave him a a significant raise uh, to be on this, at least to to try out for this year's team. Mm -hmm. So they obviously didn't look at it like that. And to me, that kind of suggests practice probably has a little bit more value, but live reps are are absolutely important. They're not going through the motions. There are things to be won and lost uh, for a lot of the players who are out there. And in the end, it's not just about the game itself when you travel, you have to know how that all works uh, meetings in in hotels the walkthroughs all of those things are those those are internal team experience moments you have to kind of show that you can do that and grasp what's being done right. along with you know helping out with not planning necessarily but you're sharing your observations when you're on the sideline not playing you know, all those things play into you being a functioning member of a team certainly as a backup or a, a, a you know, a deep roster guy. You have to show that you're getting everything that you're being given and you're going to be prepared to go out and play.
0: Always intriguing, always fun. Thanks so much, Neil. Look forward to next week. That was another great segment.
1: Definitely. Thanks for having me, guys.